Glad you could make it. Good to see you. Sorry. Can, yeah. You just I just needed to confirm that you're participating remotely. Russ Hallisey participating remotely. As if that wasn't obvious. Okay. Thank you. Um, did everyone have a chance to take a look at the, the minutes from last week? Yes. Yes. Any um, any comments or I didn't have any comments. I'll make a motion to approve the meeting minutes. The only thing I was, I, the only comment I might have, and we'll probably be talking about that tonight, but uh, my notes said that we had actually said that we wanted four appointees from each of the three groups. Um, did we agree, did we decide on that or is that just still open for discussion? We didn't I, vote on it, okay. but we did talk about it and seemed to be settling on four, but we, we didn't take any votes, so it's not official. Okay. Um, and then the other comment I had was when I talked about the Board of Selectmen's appointing of the planning board member, I think we agreed that the planning board would be the ones who would choose who that was going to be. I, I would suggest that we add that in. And the result is that the selectmen are the appointing people, but they're going to appoint who the planning board says. I can make that change and, and send it in if that's appropriate. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think just to confirm, this is just for the meetings to reflect the discussion last week. None of this is things that have been approved or they're finalized. That's right. That's right. And I okay. think we, we said that same thing for the Warren committee member that the moderator would appoint that they'd ask and the Warren committee would choose who wanted to. Right. Okay, so I'll use the word chosen by. I think extending that um, rationale, same is true for the school committee as well. The school committee as a unit would choose its people. Okay, that one, there's not an interim appointee, so maybe it's a kind of moot, but. Okay, and we're gonna dig into all of this a little bit more tonight. So with those, uh, can we move back to the motion to approve yep. the minutes? Yeah, so um, I would move to approve the meeting minutes of March 15th as so amended. Second. Okay. Aye. I'm in favor. I think we have to do a roll call vote. Even oh, though. yeah, right. We do. No, we do. So so I'm going to go through. So Sarah, do you approve your own motion? Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, I approve. Tom? Yes. Cynthia? Yes. Carolyn? Yes. And Russ? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so how, how do folks want to go at this tonight? I mean, I think I think we, in my view of the world, we need to start approving some pieces. Well, um, hold on, Bob. We do have one attendee. I think, were we planning on taking public comment at the beginning again? No, I don't think so. No, no, no that was I, just last time. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you saw we have one member of the public in attendance. Okay, thank you. Sorry to that um, citizen. We are, one of the things we need to talk about before we convene tonight is the idea of having kind of a public hearing, just sort of an open forum on it, which I think folks felt was important to do, but I think we thought for tonight we would not do so. Okay, so what do people think about? I mean, I, I would like to step back a little bit and talk about approach, I and mean, we could probably spend months debating, you know, the various pieces and how they come together, but I think if our mission is to come up with a bylaw at some point, 
we got to start checking off points that we all kind of tentatively agree to. Um, and so do others have suggestions for how to go at this? Well, I'm not sure we actually minutes. came up with much of a decision on all of the numbers, all of the members we want to have on the committee. I guess we have to do that next or something. I think um, if we went back to the minutes, which were very nicely organized and kind of just pick each um, right. each agency that we've decided is appointing people and to try to just reach consensus. You know, we've are, I think we're, well, I want to confirm, but I think we're in agreement that we're going to have who we are going to have a point. What we're open to still is how many and what those people's expertise are. So maybe our, you know, mm -hmm. first decision is, do we agree that it's the, you know, board of selectmen or the select board, the school committee um, and the moderator? I think that makes good sense. Just, I, you know, start plowing them through. Um, I like your approach. Do we agree on that, that those are the three appointing bodies? Yes. I agree with that. I think that makes sense. Does anybody have a different view or? Uh, I'll let, I think um, I'll let Tom, if he wants to come and I know that's been a point that he's been thinking about, but do we, once we figure out what we decide, do we want to take like a mini motion on each thing or do we want to kind of package a large motion at the end? I'll take notes I either way, but. My suggestion, I actually was thinking about this today. My suggestion would be that we that we sort of agree tentatively that this is okay. These are the people that are selecting and then wait till we have a basic structure in place and then vote on that. That's fine. I can, I'll take notes so I can recap it when we're ready. Um, I don't have an objection um, in terms of the moderator appointing. I thought about it and uh, it's fine. Um, now, in the continuance of, you know, the, of, of the, like, well, I'll just refer to this as boundaries. I want to throw this into the, the discussion. I like the idea of a 15 person committee with two, two non voting members. And this is just, you know, a point of discussion, not a, nothing more. Okay. Tom, just so I just want to be clear. So 15 includes two people who would be there but who couldn't vote so those three who are appointing are each appointing well well they wouldn't have an equal number of appointments. Mean, it wouldn't be so one might appoint more than the other correct that, okay yeah, well, we, we also decided that there would be a a, a a number of individuals who would serve not be appointed they're just there by in loop because of their position, like the town administrator might be one of those. So they wouldn't be an appointed position. Right. And like the superintendent would be there. But is that in your 15, Tom? Yes. The superintendent and the town administrator would be part of the committee, but non-voting members of the committee. I was going to say, I don't know if we need to focus on an exact number yet. I think we could keep going down the um, you know, who do we want and how many people does each and kind of see where it leads us. And, and I'll tell you, Sarah, why I like numbers and I, I hear where you're coming from, um, because I think a, a committee that's too big, and I would think anything over 15 is too big, you run into groupthink and you also run into, um, you know, some dominating personalities and you run into um, game theory. 
And I've never seen a 15 person committee or 13 person committee get jammed up. And now this committee may go on for nine years, who knows? So it's, it's as much about the position as it is about the person. So, oh, that's it. These are just points of conversation. I think that's that's fair. I think some of the committees that we looked at by way of example were much larger than I would have anticipated. And it seemed to me like that might be a difficult way to reach any consensus. 15 doesn't seem to be as high to me, but some of them are 22, 24, yeah. And I think we talked about sort of three, three kind of members, the superintendent, the principal of the school building in question and the town administrator. So that if Assuming that's where we were heading, then that would leave, you know, 12 other members for each to be appointed by the other three appointing bodies. Just not that we're committing to this, but I mean. Sorry, Bob, superintendent, town administrator, who's the third? Uh, the, principal. the principal of the school building Thank in you. question. Yep. Right. Yeah, so that if we did four, four, and four, then those three, right? Then <clears throat> I guess those the 15, three without votes. 12 with a vote. Right. Some of the other appointed may end up being non-voting, like, for instance, non-residents. Um, well, I think the appointees would all be required to be town residents. Yeah, who, who would get no, I don't think so, because you may want somebody who's in the construction industry, and we may not have somebody that we want to serve. A, well, I'm wondering in that event, would it be more like a consultant to the committee as opposed to a member of the committee? I personally viewed that all of the requirements would be met by town residents for the members. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I assumed each of the groups being appointed were all town residents. Um, it wouldn't, I don't know, didn't I miss something there, Russ, I'm not, I don't, like if, if I'm the, the board of select people and I'm looking for someone with expertise, I, I wouldn't go outside the town to a point, would I? I mean, I don't even know why that person would do it unless you paid them anyhow, but all that aside, but it should be residents, is, yeah. Yeah, although that then leaves us with 12, if I'm assuming the others wouldn't be non-voting, then you have 12. And should we have an odd number? I, so a thought on that, I thought about that. You know, to my view, it's such a big project. If they can't reach consensus, if you can't get more than six out of the 12 to agree to it, maybe it shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an argument not to have it be an odd number. Okay. Well, I think the town wants decisions to be made and not tied. So I don't so think the town to would want a tie. So that there are four from each of the appointed, so that's 12. Plus the three non-voting. Oh, so your point is 12 voting is not an odd number. voting, right. Sorry. But they're sorry. not, but they're from very different walks of life, even that's though right. they're, you know, it's not an odd number. So in that respect, I'm assuming it's going to be very a strong conversation, a lot of opinions, a lot of different inputs. and so. If you get a majority, I, well, I think that would be well, good. Well, another way what to we did... say your vote has to be two thirds. Yeah, or we could we could look and have um, eleven 
voting members and or 11 and three and have 14 total. You still are under the 15 that Tom expressed a preference for and you have to get six, but you don't have a deadlock of six v six. The question if you wanted to do that is who doesn't get four? Um, the moderator, the select board, or the school committee. Well, well I don't know if we're evenly weighted between those people because I don't think we are. So I, I don't know. I think personally, it would be helpful for me to revisit the number after we decide who, but acknowledging Tom's point about not having too many in the back of my mind as we discuss it. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with Tom's point. Um, yeah, maybe we can move on to the other pieces. So um, all right. So we agree on the three appointing bodies, I think, tentatively. I think we agree on the three, you know, the principal, the superintendent, and potentially the town administrator. But was someone going to get some feedback on the town administrator? And can before we go to the town administrator on the principal, I just wanted to bear in mind, particularly in our situation here, that it could be two principals. What if we had a merger of two school lower schools? So it, I don't think it matters, but technically it could be four non-voting members. Um, and I think that's fine. I just want to be clear in our drafting that it would be the principles of yeah, the- we could just put principal and S in parentheses of the affected buildings. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So sorry, go back to the town administrator. Um, no, 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 good point, thank you. Yeah, so I did, um, so we, we were going to talk to have have Christine post on the website, but then um, she she emailed me and she was trying to figure out how to post her response in a way that wouldn't look like she was just giving a response without being asked a question, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, we did actually check with Mark Sorrell so that she and I could have a conversation about it, um, as opposed to her posting first and. She did say that she had been to most of them in the previous school building committee. Uh, and when she couldn't go, a designee went, like the assistant town administrator. Um, she said that, you know, there were a lot of questions about money and buildings and um, taxes and a lot of things that, you know, the committee did need information for. So the pros were there was somebody there who was able to answer those questions in real time for them. Um, and that she was not a voting member, which seemed fine. Um, and that, you know, the cons being, of course, everybody's very busy and there's a lot of committees, but as long as she can send a designee, right? If there's two conflicting meetings, then, then that would work. And she's uh, able to post all that on, on the website if you would like. We, I just thought we'd probably need to do like a, a question ahead so people understand why that's being posted there, that it was solicited by us, right? Um, I think what precipitated us wanting to ask her at first too was a concern I had expressed that it might put her in an awkward position, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. So I wonder, is there general agreement that it would make sense to have the town administrator and or their designee part? Yeah. I yes. think so. I personally agree. Yes. Uh, okay, so maybe we can move on from that. So maybe we know. So just to know. just to make sure I'm reflecting accurately in the notes, what we've decided so far, um, tentatively, three entities appointing voting members: moderator, school committee, board of selectmen, to be decided how many superintendent principals of the impacted schools, 
and town administrator would serve as non-voting members. Yes. Yes. I think so. Right. We'd have to write when you know, we get to actually writing the bylaw or a designee, right? Just so even the superintendent, in some systems, if you have an assistant superintendent, you might be sending them some time, right? Because you mm -hmm. might have mm -hmm. a conflict. So those non-voting people could send somebody else, right? Yes. Okay. All right, what do we want to move on to next? We want to, we want to, we want to start, might be an easier one to start with than the select board and the um, moderator. You want to start with how many we think the school committee should offer up? We already know those people's expertise, so we don't have as much discussion on that. We had said before there would be two school committee members and then two other members that, that they would choose that are not employees. Oh, so just like residents, parents, whatever. Yeah, you know, some people who have been involved in different things for the schools, who have a sense of public education. Do people agree with that? So is that so? If we're saying four from the school, doesn't that automatically bring us to twelve total? Because I would think you'd want each of the appointing bodies to have equal weight. The only, from my notes from the other week when we, and again, we didn't vote on anything, but we had four of the school committee and we talked about the moderator. There was one warrant, two with expertise in building, a senior citizen and a resident out at large. So that actually got us to five for the moderator. And the board of selectmen was a planning person um, and two expertise. So that's three, because we've put the town administrator separate from them now. So just, again, that's just where, where our discussion- So you've about. sort of un, unfairly, unfairly isn't the right word, but the select board has the least sway. Yeah, in that model. And so you, you could up them and take one away from the moderator and just make everybody equal with four. That would be my view that I think each of the three bodies should have an equal well, for sake of argument, why does the school committee have to have more than, uh, you know, why does it have to have four? You know, are we choosing appointing bodies based on who they know or who they've had experience with? Uh, well, could the school committee just select one uh, to represent? I don't, I don't personally feel that they have to be equally weighted. We can definitely talk about everyone else's opinion, but I would be comfortable with the school committee having three and then you get to 11 instead of 12. Um, but. Well, another way to look at it is that the school perspective will be carried by four different people. If it's two members of the school committee and then you have the principal and the superintendent, you have four people that school is their background. Very good point. Yeah, I do yes. like having at least one um, non-school committee member appointed by the school committee um, to have like a, you know, just a parent's perspective as opposed to someone, the school committee people have this kind of weird um, relationship with the school that a parent wouldn't have. So I'd like at least one non-school committee member chosen by the school committee. Yeah, and the principal and superintendent don't vote. 
Um, and even if they could vote, I don't see any principle not voting the way the superintendent wants them to vote. Um, or just <laughs> the reality of it. You like your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want your job, you're gonna vote, right? So, and the two school committee members are pretty much gonna be voting the same. So I was just thinking that it would be good to have one or two members who are not employees, so they're not, they don't have to vote, right? And they're not in the school committees. And they're just people in town who have either kids in the school or had kids in the school or will have kids in the school and that they're involved in education. And they, you know, some of these decisions are big. Um, you know, they're sometimes in the school building, even in this last one, it, it wasn't just a building decision. They were actually talking about reorganizing the grades and going from three buildings to two. That's a significant educational decision that I think that we should have some people who aren't just about making the building, but understanding the big educational picture sure. be part of the discussions. Now, what about a teacher? Well, unfortunately, they, it could be a teacher, but it couldn't be an employee. And we have a lot of people in the town who teach in other towns, lots of education. Yeah, I think you could get educational expertise to Carolyn's point and a real understanding of the best interests of the children without them having the complication of being an employee with the awkwardness of voting against their principal or their superintendent. Right. And even like in terms of, okay, how much technology do teachers really have nowadays? It'd be nice to just have an advocate for what's happening in education that can be independent. So I don't know. I don't know. I just think that's. Another. Why do we need two from the school, two members of the school committee sitting on this committee? Why do we need two? You could have one that reports back. Um, it's just, it's a lot of meetings. So there's no, the school in committee, the past no, the school, too. No, the, 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 the school committee person would be a voting member of the, yes, of this new committee. They absolutely would, yes. Right, so why do you need two? I don't know. I generally on something like this is a this isn't just general permanent building committee. This is school 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 buildings. I feel like the danger of just one is that it's kind of just one person's opinion. Um, I kind of like the idea of having two, but I'm not sure I'm so wedded to it. Well, two means that yeah, when they go back and they're talking to the other three members. Right, you've got two people bringing back the message, um, and because you want to make sure that whatever you're doing here is something that the school committee should be supporting, you know, all five of them in the end. Right, this is the school project. committee supported the last project. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Tom? The uh, school committee supported the last project unanimously. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not th thinking that this is fraught with with uh, um, risk, but perhaps perhaps maybe it's it's a little too heavily weighted with uh, two members of the school committee, a superintendent, a couple principals, and another appointee. You know, I think it, it, that's a little imbalanced. But that's just a. I guess as we're kind of framing this out, it's just something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. 
Well, do we need the principal of the school? I mean, to, to Sarah's yes. point, it's yeah. probably not. That's a state building, state building yeah. suggestion. I, I think it's a suggestion. It's not a requirement. Yeah. Yeah, but I we. I think as a non-voting member, I would like to hear their feedback. I agree that I don't think they need to be voting and where they're non-resident, even if they were a resident. Obviously, I can't imagine they're going to vote. I don't know. I, I think they should be at least advisory in some capacity. Well, if you we assume... they're, they're the ones who run the building you're building and know the kids and teachers <laughs> best and what they need best and what the issues are. Um, yeah, I, I think the principal uh, should be there, but I agree non-voting, same as the superintendent. So, so to Tom's point, I mean, if we have the superintendent and the principal of the school, potentially two principals, that's three from the school. Does anyone have a proposal for how many other school related people there would be? Is it two, is it? What if we, um, what if we had one school committee member and two, persons um, recommended by the school committee, but that are have experience in education, but are not school committee members or employees. So the school committee would do like a, a request for applications and would, you know, submit these two people. So you'd have three total voting, but only one would be a school committee member. None of them would be employees. I think I don't I, have strong feelings about this. I would defer to the group. I think that can work. Are we going to want to impose particular qualifications for who they can appoint? I think we could. I think we should specify that they have to have experience in education. I don't know how specific we need to get about that, but we do want somebody who's got, you know, maybe. Maybe at least one of the two non-school committee has experience at a uh, professional experience in education. I mean, yeah, maybe one can be a prior or current parent. We could just say, you know, pertinent educational experience. So you might have, you might, you could easily have a principal in a different district who lives in Medfield, mm -hmm. right? There would be a good understanding. They might even been through a building project. So that's a lot to bring to the table to help when when talking about this. So if we said appointing two people with, you know, pertinent, pertinent educational experience, right? Because who knows what we're building, right? Or what we're rehabbing or what the case may be. Um, and I think I think they could do that with the one school committee member. In a way, I sort of think it's better with two school committee members there. I just think there's better chance of everything getting relayed back, but meetings are taped and recorded. So it's not like you, the other members couldn't watch. Oh no, school, school, our school board, school building committees recorded their meetings. Public meetings. So it's like any, meeting. I mean, if it's on Zoom easily, if it's not on Zoom, like planning board aren't recorded. They're could audio. We, could we put it into the bylaw that they should be recorded? I mean, the only problem is if they move off of Zoom, do we have the, you know, Technical room capabilities, right? Well, we record school committee meetings. They're all recorded long before Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Were they recorded by Medfield TV? Yeah. Yeah. 
What, um, what I was thinking maybe we should do is move on to one of the next categories and revisit whether it's one to two school committee members. Do we have consensus that we would have two non-employee, non-school committee people appointed by the school committee, one of at least one of whom has pertinent educational experience? I think so, yes. Yeah. I would so even I think the only open issue for the school committee be. section is whether it's one or two school committee members. Yeah, and I'd say they both should have some educational experience. Well, I'm wondering why we need that that quality added in here. If we have a school committee member, a principal, of a, 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 a superintendent, what more school experience are we going to need I in think, building a building? I think the piece is, is that they will be more free to be able to talk and say, what might be needed and what might be, um, I'm gonna use the word frivolous, uh, and that might not be exactly the right word to use, but I think it's important, um, having been in the field a long time, I've seen a lot of buildings. Most teachers don't get to be in a new building and most of the time they just want a very practical building that has enough room in it and some storage space, et cetera. And, Someone who's not um, on the school committee or working with the superintendent and principals might have a more independent voice about what you need and be more uh, able to question and challenge um, educational thoughts. So this would be an individual who's not working in the school system. Exactly. And and they might be, they might not be a teacher either. They could be someone who has experience in, you know, educational consulting or yes, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I also I also agree with you, Carolyn. I think that a voting member with knowledge of educational approaches and things like that is important. Okay. Do we want to move on to some of the other appointing bodies? <clears throat> yep. So. So can I, with the Board of Selectmen, I have a suggestion. I don't, and this is why I had asked uh, Brittany to include the existing bylaw that we're either amending or adding to, because I don't know for some of these things that we need to reinvent the wheel. Um, the existing bylaw just for buildings, not schools, states that the Board of Selectmen should endeavor to appoint a member with expertise in architecture, architecture, building engineering, commercial and municipal construction, and so forth. I. I would be in favor of just adopting that. Just keep that for the selectmen. For the, you know, why do they need a different criteria for a school building, particularly when we're going to have all the voices we just talked about giving the school's perspective? I would think the selectmen's criteria should be the same for a school building as it would be any other building. I I agree with you. And that would be that would be their two experts that they're appointing. Yes. And as we discussed the last time, we should make sure that they have energy experience. Yeah. So so we'd say two people with the experience that Bob described from the existing permanent building committee language. At least one of those two also needs energy experience. Mm -hmm. well, most. Most engineers in construction now have that lead, you know, some, some, some it, level of- It's more than lead. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have added the other categories. Yeah. Yes, I agree, Cynthia. So the idea is they'll appoint two people between the two people cover all of these things that we want included. So one individual could have one or two expertises. You would need you would need them to have multiples to cover all these bases. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I yes, I think that criteria is the same as it as it always has been. And we're just adding in the energy piece. That makes sense. Anybody want to add anything to that piece for now? So that's one planning board member and two people with expertise. So they're pointing three at the moment. Right. Right. Correct. And that planning board member would be a, a, a chosen by the planning board. Correct. Yeah. So as to the fourth person, and I'm actually trying to find the language on my computer as we speak, so I apologize. Um, but would the fourth person by the board of selectmen be someone with procurement um, understanding? Or is that in the language? Is that yeah. a, the AEC person? Do they also have procurement? Yeah, that, that's not part of, if you're asking, is that part of the existing bylaw that's not already in? Yeah, so not, I think, what do you think about the fourth person for the select board to be someone with experience in public building projects and procurement? I think that might be a suggestion of the state building committee. Uh, and I actually think it would practically be helpful. Um, my only concern will be if they can't find someone, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, we can say we can recommend things just like the state does as well. We could say that the select board should endeavor to. Yeah, and that's what it says. That's what the wording is now. They shall yeah. endeavor to appoint people with the following expertise. And then, yeah, I don't know that we want to mandate it just because if they can't find someone with that qualification. So we use the endeavor and include this uh, experience in public uh, construction and uh, procurement. And hopefully they, they'll find it. Okay. And if they can't, if they can't find the, so the planning board of the select boards for the planning board is set that the planning board will recommend someone will definitely have a person. Their other three, they'll endeavor to have people with these experiences. And if they can't find them, they pick whoever they want. Do the best they can do. Get as yeah, close as you can get. Do. Right. Yeah. And do, um, do we want them to endeavor to have two of their three have design construction and the third procurement? Or can one person do everything and the other two are totally their choice. Well, I don't, it's hard to know how many they'll get. So if we just say three and that we you know, suggest expertise in these fields and then however it works out, you know, I, 
I think that's right. I think it's hard to be too specific. And frankly, at the end of the day, the board of selectmen are elected officials, right? So if they deviate from the bylaw and appoint people that really don't have the qualifications, there's a remedy for that in the system. So that's fair. The simpler, the better when we go to draft this. So. Yeah. 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 So one planning board member and three people with suggested experience in the following. We're going to borrow the language from the permanent building committee and add the procurement. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. And energy. The detail that was included in all of the consultants reports for the last project. I mean, just incredible detail. And the more you go over it, you know, if a selectman or a moderator or whomever is at a loss for, you know, which topics are recurring topics, it's there. We've spent as a town boatloads of money on consultants. Mm -hmm. And, um, it could, you know, it stretches as far as the environmental scene, which is, you know, also concerning. So, um, you know, a refresher for anybody, that's a good, it's, it's dull reading, but it, it's very applicable to any project because the, the, that what they put together is, you know, two and a half, three years old at the, at the uh, oldest. Okay. okay. So should we look at the moderator? Yes. So from the notes from last um, time for the moderator, we had um, five contemplated. We had a warrant committee member, a senior citizen, two people with building expertise and a resident at large. Now that we're saying the select board has to have these people with um, building expertise, do you wanna drop the moderators down to four? Uh, senior citizen, a talent warrant committee member, one with um, building or architecture engineer and one resident at large? Well, I'm wondering now that we have three from the board of selectmen in the expertise field, maybe we just need three for the moderator or just the warrant committee, the senior citizen and the resident at large. Maybe you could have two residents. Or, or two residents at large. That would make it four. That would make it pretty equal. I do think that what we're looking for the moderator to give the expertise on is the warrant committee person. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we talked about trying to have the moderator be the person who brings in a different kind of resident type view. So I don't know if we need them to be pointing the uh, expertise in terms of building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the selectmen are doing that now. So we got the Warren Committee. That's super important, right? Yeah. Definitely want to get a senior citizen and a resident in large and might be someone who's just interested in building somewhere or, you know, which would be good, right? Just a clean, objective perspective. Yeah. So would the moderator be free? Three yeah. appointees? I have three at the moment. Why don't we? Why don't we? Sorry, Cynthia. I thought we were going to do two residents. Oh, two I was going to say, why don't we say two residents for now, and then we'll come back and look at our numbers um, at the end, and then we can decide whether we want to drop any. Um, one thing I wanted to suggest relative to the um, senior citizen is, should we suggest, not a requirement, but suggest that the Council on Aging be consulted for the senior citizen appointment? I was just thinking about whether, I don't know, are we comfortable well, with the moderator just picking 
any senior citizen? Well, I think like, you know, the moderator can put out something and people can apply and I could see the moderator easily consulting with the council on aging, but there's a lot of seniors who are probably not connected to it. Exactly, yeah. You know, right. so I don't want to limit it, but I, I just think the moderator would do that. I just think they would, you know, just reach out. I just, right. What's okay, a senior crazy. citizen? How old? Depends on, depends on the audience. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> is there a, is there, just as by way of example to, to point to, is there a certain age at which you're allowed to apply to be a member of the um, senior center in town? Like, is there a minimum age for services? I have no idea. That might Maybe be something we could easily find out and might be a good benchmark, whatever it requires to allow you to take advantage of their services, pick the lowest stage they offer. Right. So I think that's a really good point though, Russ, we're gonna wanna be, so I'm gonna put in the notes that need to define lower age limit in um, maybe review with um well like for housing you know it's over 55 kind of thing that right. that might be the, mm -hmm. the well lower. we could also just pick 55 yeah we yes. feel are people all right with 55 why don't what what if we just pick it to sort of it's going to be arbitrary no matter what you do right yeah. so right i, I just tentatively... i just looked it up at 60 i was gonna say 55 to me sounds kind of young to be whose definition is 60 the council on aging. Council on aging, yeah. Well, a an argument is, is 55. Yeah, uh, it's and, and the argument that you could 50. have and the argument of housing at 55 is a legitimate one to hang our hat on too. Because and like uh, Carolyn said, we're not necessarily looking for somebody who's a member of COA. It's anybody in town who may be interested. Maybe. So 55 just 55. makes it a little bigger, right? Window for people. Yeah. Yep. And it's a long commitment. I don't, you know, some people don't necessarily want to be in a committee for three years or whatever. So, so do we want to say 55 for now, just to move it forward? Nothing is final, but at least as a placeholder. Yeah. I think I want to call it a senior citizen then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we just take that out. Someone, one resident over 55. I mean, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I put that down, one town resident over 55. Um, so just to recap where we are right now, and we can come back and think about our numbers, but we have right now, in addition to the, th the three to four non-voting members, the superintendent, the principal or po polls of the multiple schools and the town administrator, putting those people aside, um, we have four school committee, four select board, four moderator. Actually, we ended up with three school committee because we said one on the school committee and two with educational expertise. Well, actually, I put a I put a hold to return to it. Okay. Uh, I put the upper, um, but that's where yeah. I think if we want to drop from 12, we either have a hold to go back to two or one school committee members open and then one or two residents by the moderator is also open. Do, um, how do people feel about each group having kind of equal number of appointees? I don't think they have to. I, I don't know, I guess there's a part of me that says, it just looks very fair when it's equal. I was also thinking, you know, school committee members are elected and they have certain terms and a school building oh. project could go on beyond your term. Good point. 
So if we put two on, we have a better chance of making sure that there's somebody that's kind of there from start to finish. Then would that's, we that's an excellent point. Yeah. Should we put in there then different terms? No, I just think if we just put two school committee members, we it's just better mathematically in terms of length of you know elected terms. And you, I mean, you might say you're going to run again, but you might lose. There's all kinds of ways that that could change. Then you have someone starting from ground zero in the middle of a project, and that's difficult. You also have the same problem with the planning board member. Yeah. Yeah. Although the planning was, board terms are longer, I think, than the school committee. Are the school committee three years? Three years. Planning I know when we, five. when we did the high school and the middle school, we had two school committee members on, Tim Von Fadi and Susan Cotter, and it was very helpful um, having them both there. There was a lot of work to do and a lot of reporting back. And uh, it was I like the idea of having two people too. I'm a little nervous with just that level of um with just one i like the the broader base of two people on the school committee reporting back giving their opinions what if well, we now just for clarification you keep using the term school committee it's really the school board right no it's, in our town it's a school committee so the people who are elected five of them who are elected among them five, I think they're five, um, yeah, among those five. five, they have to decide between them which of their two get to participate. Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. the school board. Well, we've always called it school committee. A lot of places do call it the school board, but Medfield huh. is used school committee. Maybe just make a note of that, just a point of clarification. Yeah, we should, well, once we're the, ready to draft, when you we vote on Monday, when you go vote on Monday, you'll see it says vote, not more than two school committee. Okay. All right. Um, Can I just ask one clarifying question on this? Because I'm concerned that if we get two school committee members who are appointed who are in their third year of their term, we have a problem, which is why I'm thinking we need to have them on different places in their term. Specify that they can't have terms that end at the same time. Yes. Great point. Yeah, we could say that or just hope they were smart enough to think about that but well no, I, I think we should say it. <laughs> you know they could say oh you know we'll appoint these two and they're sure by sure going to get reelected, and then they don't yeah then they don't yeah so yeah let's do that just because we know the you know projects carry on that that would be the school committee's decision because it, again I, I i keep thinking that it's not about the person or their term it's about their position so the school committee would have, and, and I get, I know you'd have some brain drain if you put somebody on a committee and then they didn't win or they decided not to run again. Um, you know, committees, committees can be fluid. Just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Well, I just, my only concern would be if we appoint, had two appointed who were both in their last year of their term, mm -hmm. you know, then they just get started and, you know, we know it's going to go more than a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Fair point. Hopefully, if they, uh, whoever replaces them on the committee uh, is up to snuff and up to speed on uh, what's going on with this uh, rather. Right. Thing. But we spent, we're spending a lot of time on the school committee stuff, Bob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> move, us to, move us to a Look, different Mr. part of the field. You want, so, you want the gavel, Mr. Murray? 
chance. <laughs> so I think we've pretty much gone over what we think should be here so far, but I have a kind of an outside of the box thought, couple thoughts here. Um, the last building committee had a number of people who were on the permanent building committee as such. And I'm wondering if we, and we don't, right now we don't have anybody from there. And I'm wondering if somebody or one or at least one brings to the table experience of building some kind of buildings in Medfield over the past history. And I'm wondering if you wanna add that to the, to the mix here. And the second idea was uh, in the notes that came in on the, the 15th, there was a co comment from Chris McHugh Potts and she enumerated a number of other quali qualities that might be helpful like um, people who uh, are familiar with the master plan and housing, economic development, historical, cultural, natural resources, open spaces, recreational spaces, public facilities, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. And as I was reading that and thinking about it, I don't know how I would, you know, determine the qualifications for people to, 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 to come to that. But I'm just wondering if we want to consider something in that kind of a group, open spaces, uh, conservation yep um, I'm, I'm worried that and two thoughts one one in terms of picking members from the permanent building committee even i don't even know if we have one right now right scott was unclear about that but you know there's no reason any of the boards can appoint someone from that committee right i don't know that we need to say it has to be but i would think the selectman and the moderator could certainly pick someone who also was on that board so i don't know that we need to call it out specifically well, you've already identified what the selectmen are going to choose, and they have to choose people with architect, construction, right. holding, and that. But not, none of no, nobody with conservation fits in any of that. As an example. But but that's so. Let me just go back to the first one though. So the first point I think was members of the permanent building committee, and I guess what I'm saying is I don't know. The other one is a different issue, but for that, I'm not sure we need to right. specify that. Well. They could the issue being there that they have experience building in Medfield. Right. That's but, but, no, but what I'm saying is they could pick from them. There's no reason why they yeah. could not pick someone who's on that right. committee right. inherently. So right. it's, like, it's like a draft board. If you, if you look at our town's annual report, our town's annual report is going to show you every committee we have in town and who the members are. So these appointing groups, you know, I would think that they would use that as some reference to whom they want to appoint or propose to appoint. And then beyond that, you know, you know, they're going to build up their database and with, you know, with a deadline to get this thing done. So, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of qualified people in town, a lot of qualified people who are already serving in different capacities and in uh, valuable capacities. So, I mean, is it up to, to us with this, with a, I don't know, what, what was Mark Gucci's draft, 300 words? I, I mean, I, I don't know how finite we have to get with the with the criteria for what makes a suitable appointee. Well, we've also left openings here. So when the Board of Selectmen uh, choose some expertise, they can do the permanent building because most of those people have expertise. And when the moderator does residence at large, they can then look at the 
conservation committee, they can look at any of those boards and say, I think this would be good because the place we're going to put this school is near conservation land. So let's get so much, you know what I mean? They could, they have two at large, plus the person over 55 could have had town experience on board. So there's three openings I, there to I pick think people. also the not conservation specifically, but the open space master plan. I think we talked last time about how the planning board would likely serve that role. So the, you know, the planning board is charged with implementing the master plan, at least as it relates to zoning strategies. So whoever participates on behalf of the planning board will be informed on the master plan and open space transportation. Um, you know, general environmental issues at a high level. Um, so I think that kind of master planning might be covered. Um, and I agree, I think the conservation agent or someone with experience in conservation could be chosen by any number of people. I'm less, um, I think the permanent building committee is an interesting point because they do have that experience, but if they're not like convened at that time, it's hard to refer back to them to choose someone, say someone from that has to serve on this. Um, so I don't know, I'm I, I, I I more in favor Tom. of just leaving it open. I so, agree too. I think if you get too many criteria, it's unworkable. Um, yeah. At some point you have to trust the appointing bodies to, to cover these different interests. So why don't we make it clear because Sarah, you and I know that the planning board is implementing the master plan, but the general public does not know that. And so maybe we can put some language in that the planning board member will represent the areas of the master plan, including conservation, historical, those sorts of things. So that you know, if somebody were to have a particular conservation issue, they would know they could go to the planning board and that's the person who's representing that issue. I just I think that's fine. I'm glad you clarified that. I think that's really helpful. But are you saying, Cynthia, that it should go in the bylaw? I think we should say something in the bylaw, and we could abbreviate it by saying, you know, it rep they that member who is appointed by the planning board will also represent the issues of the master plan. Yeah. So I put planning board member chosen by the planning board representing the interests of the townwide master plan. Right. Oh, that's good. Right. I think that's good. That sentence will help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, We're down sorry. to 15 minutes. What else do we want to cover this evening? The only, before we move on, the only, I, I think we're pretty well settled on the 12. Do we have any agita about it being an even number of voting? I still have a little bit of discomfort. I do, but, you know, but, but I did, I, I think Cynthia said it earlier, you know, maybe you go to two thirds. Yeah. And I think with a project this size, we want them to get to two thirds anyway. Yeah. We want more than a simple majority on this. Okay. So, yeah. so this is, I think this is a good segue into like what, how many do we need for a quorum? How many do they need to act? You know, some of the procedural requirements. So, if we have the quorum, would be of the voting members. So, if yes. the superintendent or the principal don't show up, it's not going to affect your quorum. So, to have a meeting, a quorum of 12 is five six well it's usually more than half right it'll be seven yeah, yeah I think so it should seven. be seven okay yeah. so so quorum is seven and then a hold a meeting. seven to hold a meeting two-thirds for a vote yes well usually the two-thirds is of the people sitting in the quorum so oh that's a good point. that doesn't get you two-thirds of the whole committee yeah so 
seven members to hold the meeting. Yeah. If a vote needs to be taken, it needs to be two thirds of the 12 member committee. So you, if you didn't have everyone there, you basically have to get everyone who came that night to for get the vote. You have to time. say to them, yeah, you, if you want to vote, we all have to be here tonight. That's right. That's a really good point, Russ, because two thirds of seven is not enough for this kind of a project. And depending on who shows up that night. Yes, exactly. Right. That's yeah. not do we have the ability to determine who we think, who, who, do we have an ability to say who the chairman should be of the committee, which position? We do. I don't know whether that's a good idea, but I did read bylaws where they said that the chairperson had to be the school committee member, for example. And I hadn't I, thought about this uh, earlier as far as who I think might be the best one, but that occurred to me. Well, what about if it was a let the three appointing bodies vote? I mean, it's an odd number. The three of them each try and they, they have to decide on who the chair is, who out of three win. I don't know. I don't you know, because they're not going to. That's a big administrative burden, isn't it? Because they're not going to know who each other chose. They're going to have to hear that, learn about the people. Well, I think he hasn't had the school committee pick just because, I mean, the chairperson in a project like that, I mean, you control the agenda, right? That's a pretty significant power. Yeah. On the other hand, the school committee should be, right, talking to the select people, presenting about what's going on, keeping everybody informed. So, I mean, that you see the chairperson as being a person of power or just simply an administrative of the meetings? Well, I think it depends on the person, right? I mean, I think here for this purpose, hopefully I'm just keeping the trains running on time and you guys are talking. But I mean, I've been on enough committees to know that you control the agenda, you control where things are going and a strong yeah. chairperson is going to do that. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I, th I think that um, I was starting to lean toward maybe the warrant committee person does it it's kind of a wild idea but like you don't you also don't want the chair to be someone who's never run a public meeting mm. and you know that everyone who participates in say the warrant committee is on a board that regularly has to get through business efficiently so i kind of mm -hmm. like that person from a procedural but they may be like one of the least not least invested but they're obviously not as invested as a school committee person so i don't know part of me feels like maybe you just leave it to the committee to decide by same vote by two-thirds of majority yeah. yeah that makes sense that actually has a lot of logic to it because then each of the bodies is going to agree on who's yeah who's sitting there at the table for that particular thing i mean maybe you'll have somebody sitting at the table who's not on the school committee who's very good at chairing meetings who has some experience in previous buildings or something that has the time i, I don't know but maybe we just let Maybe we let them decide because they'll see the makeup. That works for me. They should also appoint, like within themselves, they should appoint like a secretary for taking minutes, whatever you want to call it. Um, what what other roles? Just a chair and- uh, I mean, Yeah, definitely need chair and the someone taking the minutes. It's just all public, so. Can I just ask in the last committee who took minutes? Well, that was a problem, wasn't it? They can't find a lot of minutes for one of the years. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. A secretary. Well, we should make sure we say that minutes must be taken. <laughs> well, it's 
and recorded law about a public committee. So it's not a choice there. We don't really need to say it, but we somebody should be checking that it is. That is for sure. Well, if they're going to be recorded as well, so we right. have another way. That is a very big job. It is a big job. It is a big job. And I know sometimes in some committees, the town will appoint someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at times they've had not any one of the 12 members, but they've actually hired paid extra to someone who's already some type of administrative assistant in the town, go and be the minute taker for it. And, and I think that makes sense because then, you know, you have the member who's trying to take minutes can't really participate fully. Yeah, we have a clerk take the planning board minutes. So why don't we write that in the bylaw that the town will appoint a, a clerk, administrative assistant, whatever you, I don't know, I'm not sure what the technical word is, to take minutes at all school board, school building committee meetings. Perfect. Okay. Other things quickly, if we have time just to think about, and we're running out of time, we'll meet again. Um, one of the questions before had been term limits, but I don't know that we need term limits, right? Because this would be project specific. I, I would think, think you'd want people to sign on for the term of the project, so. Yeah, I wouldn't do term limits. If they could stay for the project and, and understand that, it would be really helpful. I mean, they may not make it, you might have to replace them, but at least start with the idea you're on from beginning to end especially where it's going to be project specific. Yeah. So does everyone agree on that? I mean, is there any debate on that? I agree. Well, we, I do know, think we need to say, I don't, I don't disagree. I do think we need to say that each party will serve for the length of the, you know, project, project. question. We did see some problems with the state hospital in that committee. There was some turnover and um, conflicts and so forth. So I don't, I don't think that we should have term limits, but um we probably also need to say that in the event of a um, an absence, then the original appointing party reappoints the person who's gone. So if a school mm. committee member is no longer a school committee member, then the school committee has to replace. Right. If the yeah. resident moves out of town, the moderator has to replace. Yes, yep. let's put that in. It's their job if the person doesn't. That makes sense. Do we want a, re a minimum required... Uh, uh, attending meet minute meetings and if you don't attend if you have th like three unexcused uh, uh misses you can be voted off i don't think we need to put that into a bylaw okay it's a massive commitment so yeah i i don't know it's also, I would be very hard to pick the number if this is a nine-year project, three's like nothing. <laughs> if it's a one-year project, then three's yeah. significant. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I um, think one other thing that we had talked about um, is who starts the process. I think, so who starts the process? This is another place where I'm wondering if we don't, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, if this is going to be project specific, the existing bylaw, and obviously we're going to have to graft what we do onto that somehow, but it says any user department seeking to construct blah, 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 a building shall file an application with the Board of Selectmen. If the Board of Selectmen determines the project should proceed, it will, you know, we'd have to figure out that next piece that will do what, but I mean, I, I wonder if we just keep that process. Um, 
Where are you reading that from? Yeah, so I'm in uh, paragraph L of the existing um, building, permanent building committee bylaw. I think the example that Chris McHugh sent from Wellesley um, had the school committee starting the process. Yeah. And I'm not sure I like that because the ultimately any town building project has to be kind of participated in by not just the school committee, but also the select board, because it's going to be a financial undertaking by the town. So I don't want the school committee to kind of run off and convene this without the involvement of the legislative body of the town. And, and that's what would happen, I, I think. So you're right that, I mean, that paragraph, oh, would you you take out any user department and it would say, you know, if the school department seeks to do a building, then we have this existing wording that they they apply to the Board of Selectmen. And there's already a process there that the Board of Selectmen know that they followed. Um, and if they approve it, they think it should go forward, then they would hold a vote or something like that. And the three bodies would then appoint the members. Well, it, practically, I mean, if the Board of Selectmen didn't support what you were doing, the project wasn't going to go that far anyhow, because they appoint people. So it's kind of a right, it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? But the school committee should be talking for a long time about any, about the idea that they might need a new building right. or major renovation or whatever. So this would be something that would be in at their meetings. And I would assume that somebody from that school committee was going to select persons meetings every now and then saying, by the way, we started to talk that we might need a new building heads up everybody. And then eventually they bring the proposal forward. So, right. I mean, in the end, you just have, everybody has to work as a team and you don't want anyone to be surprised by it. Um, no, I, I, it just votes that they're going to do it. Then I don't, and the select people don't agree, it's just going to falter anyhow. So, yeah, I, I think there's a benefit on this one to having just a, a clear procedure. And we have an existing procedure. I don't know why we need, you know, I think we're adding on once you've gone down the road, how does it operate? But I don't know that we need to totally yeah. restate how you decide whether or not to go down the road. I think, I, think the, I think we should just say the school committee should first take a vote that this is what they think they need. Right, it should be a majority of the school committee, and then they go to board of selectmen and say, "We think we need a building." Now we're asking for your vote, and then the board of selectmen vote, and then if it's a yay in both places, it goes forward. And, and I don't know that we need to say that on the school committee because presumably they, their own internal policies and procedures would call for that. Right? They can't go to the selectmen um, and file a project application without an appropriate vote of the school board. So I, I just wonder if that's already inherent in the way things work. Because that, that's what the existing law says, you know, that the department, which here would be the school board, would file a project application with the board of selectmen. So the school committee can't do that unless they've held a vote and approved it. I don't know what the um, application thing looks like, I'm sorry to say, so I'm not quite sure how intense or short that is did that happen this last time did is that how it went does anybody know i don't know to the best of my knowledge that's how it happened okay yeah i mean if again if there's a process there that people know um and they've used and it's successful then yeah why reinvent the wheel well, yeah. i agree yeah 
So Bob, I think you're bringing up another question that I've certainly had, you know, is this an amendment to the current bylaw? You're writing a separate bylaw, and I think that's a question we need to talk about. Maybe not tonight, but we need to figure I, that. Out. Huge. No, I agree, and that's actually a great segue. So to be the the train conductor, we're at, we are at eight fifteen. So maybe we should talk about just confirm what we've kind of agreed to tonight, and then what are we going to talk about next week? You want me to recap what I think we've agreed to tonight based on the minutes? Please. Sure. Um, so I think what we have tentatively agreed on is that we would have um, the uh, me voting members appointed by three com three entities, the moderator, the school committee, and the board of the select board, uh, that the superintendent, the principals of the impacted schools as applicable, and the town administrator would serve as non-voting members or their designees in all cases. Um, in terms of the number of people and their expertise to be appointed by the school committee, we had four total, two school committee members, um, and then two non-employee, non-school committee members, at least one of whom has pertinent educational experience. The select board would have four total, one of whom is the uh, representative of the planning board chosen by the planning board to represent the interests of the townwide master plan, and three with ideally experience in uh, building, construction, architecture, engineer, and procurement, as well as energy, using the language from the existing um, permanent building committee bylaw. And then the moderator would appoint four, one of which is a warrant committee member, one of whom is a resident over 55 years of age, and two other residents at large. That's composition process. We agreed that of that, then, you know, 14 to I'm sorry, 12 voting, three to four non-voting member board. The quorum uh, would be seven people of which are all members. Uh, vote would require two thirds of the overall voting members, not just those then present at the meeting. Um, and that, which would mean two thirds of 12 would be eight, right? That's right. Um, and then the chair would be elected by a two thirds vote of the committee. Uh, would that be two thirds of the people present the night of the vote to establish the committee or two thirds of the total committee? I think it's two thirds of the total. Yeah, same. Group. Okay. And then a clerk would be provided by the town to take minutes at all meetings. The term of each person's appointment would be the length of the school project under review. Vacancies would be filled by the original appointing authority. And in terms of how the process would begin, the uh, select board would be the gatekeeper of the initial application from a relevant uh, entity, which in this case would likely be the school committee, that they would like to have the committee created. If the select board voted in favor, then each of the appointing authorities would be notified to then convene the committee. Excellent. Did you include what the number of is for a quorum? Seven, yes. Thanks. I think that covers what we what we yeah which is a lot really it's incredible yeah. so i think that what i think the next meeting tasks are we have to start drafting and we really need to tackle before we can draft cynthia's question of whether this is an amendment to the existing or a new yeah. i i was personally thinking this would be a new section mm -hmm. but we can borrow a lot of points to bob's point from the existing but it's mm -hmm. probably cleanest to 
have a permanent building committee and we would need to, I think, amend the permanent building committee to carve out school building projects that are subject to this other mm -hmm. section. So it's probably a new and an amendment, but the amendment would be very simple to just clear clarify that these are school building projects would not be under the permanent building committee's jurisdiction unless that's adequately clear. Right, um, and we also, we also have a number of other capital projects that the town is going to be seeing, you know, certainly funding them and looking at it in a longer term uh, in conjunction with the uh, long-term master plan. So, you know, keeping it, keeping it tight and distinct is pretty important. Right. Great. I think it would be easier too in terms of presenting because we just need a phrase in there excluding yeah. school building in the beginning and then we have a clean new section for everybody to read it just I think it's easier than trying to edit all the way down and have people go through it yeah can we do this by April the 5th yes yeah, yeah, we're working towards we're it. getting closer yeah I think we've made huge progress tonight so before we so just thinking about next meeting and this this drafting exercise if we're going to start clean, um, do we want to kind of a number of us take like a portion and agree to draft it and send a draft by next week that we could review? Like, you know, I could draft the process section or somebody else could draft the appointing section and try I, to do it that way. That's an idea. Another suggestion as to how to go at it. I think if the minutes from tonight are very detailed and, you know, sort of bullet points like we did, I think, frankly, that gives us the framework. And then I'm wondering, is it possible for our next meeting to have someone who knows how to use Zoom better than I do, you know, have a side screen showing those points and we can discuss and fill in lifetime the details. Yeah, and actually I can do that. Well, I don't know if Brittany, you can let me share my screen. Um, let me see if I everybody have... should be able to share. Their oh, screen. I can. You, you can. Yeah. Yep. So I can share my screen and if you guys can, if you all can see this. Yep. Yes. Yep. I could be, um, I got to move some stuff out of the way, but I can be tracking changes while we go. Okay. I'm just thinking in terms of efficiency that gets everyone's input live time on each point. Yeah. So yeah. you could be drafting and people could be shouting out, you know, that you already wrote yeah. that. Whatever. <laughs> Want to try that for next week? Yeah, but I do think it would be helpful if we like had a couple of if we we don't lose a whole week by waiting to draft together next week. So if people I'm willing to take on a section or two had some time and just throw together something to start with. Let me ask you, what do you envision being different than a, a detailed section of bullets? So from like I wrote meeting? in the notes, like like someone needs to go cut and paste the language from the permanent bylaw committee mm, and stick okay. it here. So yep. stuff like that. Um, okay. I can try to spend some time doing that. I don't think it'll take long. So what what parts, Sarah, are you interested in trying to draft? <clears throat> I don't mind. Uh, I'm agnostic. Uh, I thought the process was more boring for most people. So <laughs> I offered to take the right. that part. Do you want me to try to draft like the appointing paragraph who appoints what? Sure. Can I ask, so not to be redundant, let's really try and stick to the bullets from tonight because that's what we've agreed on tentatively. Yeah. So let's right. not try and rewrite it. Let's really try and stick with that as much as we can. Yeah, I, I think that, some of it'll just need to be an actual sentence instead of a bullet point. It's as boring as that. Right. Yeah. So just for the big picture, so there's no way we're going to get it to the Warren Committee's 29th 
meeting, right? To have them look at it. That just seems to me that's just not going to happen unless we schedule different not, meetings in here. So fun. we're just trying to get on the warrant for April 5th. Right. I would suggest that our mission is to get this drafted in the way that we think is proper in the most expeditious manner we can, and then let let the Warren Committee let the let the town government figure out how they process it. I think we should focus on producing the thing, and then let them deal with how they implement it. Well, I was just thinking this because we talked about having um, uh, a session for input from people in the town that it might make sense to just if there, so the but at april 5th if it's not there it's not being printed in the warrant so it's not going to happen at the next town meeting which may be as it goes but if we wanted a chance of that then we should be thinking about scheduling that particular session in order to have that input in any draft we make next tuesday is that you know what i mean so you, I don't know scheduling wise. I mean, I guess from my brain, what I'm thinking is the next step is we need to kind of tentatively come up with what we think it looks like with right. And then we need right. to fine tune that at, at next week's meeting. And then maybe there'd be a public meeting after that. And then maybe there'd be one more meeting to sort of confirm it. So I think at a minimum, we're looking at three more meetings. Yeah, procedurally, um, I yeah, think, I think, but I'm not positive. Um, but if it follows a similar process to like a zoning amendment we have to get something printed in the warrant by the by the deadline but then we can solicit public comment after that um oh, so sure. yep. we don't need to have oh, had okay. I, I mean we have to generally at least as it relates to zoning you have to stay within like the broad framework of what you noticed as what the article is going to look like um but otherwise you can refine so i think we don't have to have all of the public input received, processed, debated before we get a placeholder in the warrant, if I'm oh, okay. right. understanding that correctly. I'm not positive. All right. Well, if that's okay, then I don't feel it just, you know, doesn't feel quite so jammed in in terms of, you know, having something that would come up at the next town meeting. But, but, you know, just April 5th, just so we know, is two weeks from, right. two weeks from tonight. So yeah. we have three meetings in two weeks. You know, you'd be you'd be you know cramming a little bit in, um, Carolyn. Your your point's good in, um, or at least connected to this. The warrant committee slammed right now. Yeah, I mean, right, right to the deadline. Right. And this is the way it goes every year. And it's I think there are fewer warrants this year. I believe that to be the case. You know, so but in terms of the budget and the challenges there, um, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Didn't we want a, a public, a, a, an offering of one night for a public hearing before we finished everything? Yes, we, we, we definitely talked about that in the first meeting, yep. And the question is whether we can fit that in before we have to put a placeholder in the warrant or whether we put a placeholder in the warrant and say, we're, we're open to feedback, but we had to get this in the warrant. And if we did that and we got, feedback and changes that would be on the, the town meeting would be amending it it's not it's not as simple that's not clean that's not good no do we want to, we we need two days notice right yeah 48 hours yeah do so, we want to try to meet twice next week one 
public session and one final working session to finalize our draft? Well, uh, I'm suggesting maybe have it this Friday because we're not going to need any to do any work to prepare for it. It's just letting any, everybody speak and we're listening. Uh, I, or, I or Monday. Well, no, Monday is town meeting. Uh, well, Monday it's town election. Town election. election. Which, I mean, elections all day, so I'm okay with that. I don't know if any of you guys are working the election or anything, but... Um, are you allowed to have an, a meeting on an election day? I'm not sure. Oh, well, I don't even know that. Oh. I didn't. But I do think that we'd want our minutes from tonight up. So there's that part about us approving it because I think our minutes tonight are, are substantial. We've come to a lot of conclusions. We haven't voted, but we, we've come to a lot of conclusions that we could draft. So before we ask the public to give the feedback, it, I'd like to have these minutes you know, there for them to say. Do you, do you want I, to I, take two minutes for me to put them on the screen and vote the minutes now? So you could publish them to the webpage? You're good if your minutes are all set. Yeah, well, I, I, I can only, do it every week, sir. There's only one attendee tonight listening in, so we don't have many public listening in tonight. Yeah, I'd have to have to kind of clean them clean them up as we go. But um, I used Cynthia's format from last week, which people were happy with. In are terms you guys of all right to, to hang on a little bit? Yeah, I can. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, why don't we do that, and then we'll prove it, and then we can post them right up, and then we can talk about when to have the public session because then at least people will be up to date on what we have. And I got to minimize all of you, um, so I can see the. See yeah, the just screen. slide the dot in the mid in the middle of the screen over the. Yeah. Can you just add oh. me to the attendees? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Sorry, Cynthia. Not a problem. E on the end, right? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Can people, is that big enough? Yes. Yeah. If anyone needs it bigger, there's a little, uh, what do you call that thing? The little gray bar. You just pull it to the right and the screen will get bigger and the people will get smaller. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, just. You just just pushes everybody in a line and you just keep making the document bigger and everybody Good. gets smaller. So that there's a sentence under the first bullet of school committee. You just want to finish it. The committee also remember the two oh, yeah. members were not on the same term. Thank you. I'm going to say change this to say consensus that we should have two non-employee non-school committee members appointed by, even though it's under here. Mm -hmm. Anyone further comments on the school committee section? Uh, I'm a little slow. Hold sure. on. I'll give you a second. 
Okay, I'm good with the school committee. Um, sorry, you see how you put after moderator to a point for total? Why don't we just throw to a point after select board and school committee, just the sort of formatting? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Sarah, and then down below, will you say um, existing PDC bylaw? Yep. I would just put maybe paragraph C. That's where that wording is. Paragraph C of. Yeah, that's fine. Little C, big C? Uh, capital C. Oh. Yeah. Uh, using language from. Section C. <laughs> Autocorrect. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> I have to turn that off. If you have an Apple, you can hit Command <clears throat> Z and it will undo what it did for you automatically. Mm, I don't have an Apple. Yeah. Anything on the select board further? I think before I forget, I had a board of selectmen up here. Have they officially have changed? Voted? Is that their new name? Select board. Have they officially changed? I thought they voted. You know what? Can we deal with that maybe at another time? Just in the interest <laughs> of time. Uh -huh. Sorry. All right. Moderator four, warrant committee member one, town resident over 55 years of age, two other residents at large. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, do you want to just uh <clears throat> do you just want to write 12 total? Just for reference, 12 voting members total. Yeah, sure. that's good. In Oops, process, hold on. too far. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say in process number B, two thirds of the committee. Why don't you put eight slash twelve? So we're all clear. Yes. Eight out of the twelve. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, you got a lot in there, Sarah. Good job. <laughs> really good job. I take minutes a lot at work. <laughs> Are we going to say that it's also going to be recorded? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Russ. Oh, good, good catch. Yep. Uh, do you want to clarify video rather than audio, or are you agnostic? Would audio be acceptable? Um, I think audio is fine. I mean, tonight i'm going to say uh the, the clerk will take the minutes in all meetings and assure that the meeting is recorded yeah i'm going to say vacancy in any position to be filled just to clarify that you can only fill the one you filled before right do you want to say term of each and E term of each position is the length of the project? Appointment. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Should I say school building project? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it seems like we've decided G. So should we change it now from discussion? Yep. <clears throat> We've now decided. 
So maybe what we could say is starting the process as provided in the first sentence of section L of the existing bylaw. Of the permanent building committee bylaw. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, yep. L. Uh, L, yep, and not to be the first sentence thereof. And then I think what you put at the end, um, substituting school committee or department, whatever you want, the, the opening words of L are any use of department. So here it would say that whatever the right wording is for the school committee. Perfect. We are going to already agree to the minutes, so I'm going to take that off next meeting tasks. Yeah. Prepare a draft of a new clean section to review as a group. Sarah to draft the process section following the minutes at 322 meeting. Carolyn to draft the appointment section following the minutes of the 322 meeting. So we also talked about adding a new amendment to the existing yeah. law. Yes. Mm -hmm. To make it clear that school buildings are excluded yep okay and then do you want to have a next meeting task to discuss public meeting timing or so let me ask you what do people think i mean do we i think the meeting minutes tonight give a pretty clear roadmap where we're going do we want yes, to hold a public hearing and then finalize it or to me that might be more efficient yeah, yeah just... or another possibility is that we, I mean, we only had one person attend tonight. As much as we are really hoping for robust public process coming from the planning board, we never have anyone attend. Do we want to plan on our next meeting rather than having two meetings given our compressed time frame? have our next meeting be a little bit longer and dedicate mm -hmm. more of the beginning to public comment? I was just thinking that too. What if we started, say, six thirty, and yeah. just put in extra time, uh, and then we'll spend the rest of the time looking at our drafts and writing and see where we get. That's a good idea. And, and tonight, perhaps contributing to the lack of uh, outside participation, there's a select board meeting. Right. And, uh, it conflicts with this, and it's it's also uh, Mike Marcucci's, you know, last meeting. So maybe uh, our fellows are uh, paying closer attention to what's going on there. So, so are, how you much suggesting, time? are you suggesting then next Tuesday would not be appropriate for public comment? Well, they don't start till seven, right? So oh. if we start at 6.30, we could get a half an hour's worth of public comment before oh. people feel compelled to As leave. As of right now, there is not a select board meeting oh, next even Tuesday. better. <laughs> But that's that's saying as of right now. So I don't know what might come up, but the next one is scheduled for the fifth. Oh, okay. Let's so do that. that start at 630. Yeah, I'll start time? at 6:30. What do you say? An hour minutes? And I think we could say an hour, and we're probably not going to have enough people to fill an hour if I had to guess. Yeah, um, I don't I don't think so either, but are we going to limit? You want to put, you want to put time limits on each speaker so you don't have one person just doing, you know, a 
I think I think what we did before was good. What did we give three three minutes? No, we gave oh. ninety seconds. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it a little longer. So let's say two minutes. Two minutes. Three minutes is interminable, but ninety seconds is pretty short. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Two minutes. Uh, everyone's welcome. Please look at the minutes before you come and then you'll know where we are, so. So is, is Joanna still on on our group with us? I I talked, I um, Scott communicated to me that she had hoped to make it tonight, but was a most likely a no for the next two weeks. So I'm, I'm guessing she is not. Okay. Hmm. I think given the time constraints, she would agree that we kind of need to continue to plug on without her. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think Brittany has to notice the end of meetings, just the start. But let's for our own purposes plan on it being a 630 to 830 meeting next week with the hope of coming out with a draft. Yes. And I'll plan to share my screen again with you know, these minutes, whatever Carolyn and I have a chance to put together, we can't communicate offline, but we can send them to Brittany who can include them, can transmit them to the rest of the group. Right. Okay. So do we want to have a motion to approve the meetings, uh, the minutes from tonight's meeting? Yes. I'll make that motion to approve the minutes as we just read together and edited. Second. Do we Okay, so let's let's do. We need to do a vote. Um, so I vote to approve the minutes. Sarah, yes. Cynthia, yes. Russ, yes. Carolyn, yes. Tom, yes. So moved. The minutes are approved. Okay. Okay, and then an adjourn. I'm gonna stop. Then we adjourn. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Motion to adjourn. Second. Okay, let's have a, a vote. Sarah? Yes. I vote yes. Cynthia? Yes. Russ? I don't know. I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you can have two hours next Tuesday. <laughs> yes. uh, Carolyn? Yes. <laughs> and Tom? Yes. And Brittany, thank you so much for staying late with us. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. You know, Thanks. no problem. See Take care, everybody. Week. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.